Welcome back, everybody. What? Boy? <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. This is your homie, Shanti. Don't forget the Monty. Welcome back to the Room 104 podcast. Today, lower your volume, please. Today, I have a special guest with me today. I have one of my favorite people that I worked with two years ago on the Armenian Dating Show. He's a producer. He's a director. He's a writer. You've been a writer or no? I don't consider myself a writer. Okay, sorry. No writer. <laughs> <laughs> Avo John Gamburian. Thank you so much for coming down, what's my up, brother. What's up? Even the birds are going Even wild. the birds are going nuts. Yeah. You brought a gift for me yes. today when you walked in. It's from me and my wife, Audin. Congratulations Thank to you. Audin, who also worked on the show yes, with you. Did. You guys were she amazing. Did. Let me see my voice. That's the other way, yeah. Okay. So those are incense from Bali. Bali. Bali, Indonesia. Bah. Indonesia, which is the best place I highly, highly, highly recommend. It's like, it's like going to Mexico, but way cheaper and way better i mean in, in in all aspects it was just good food good people like really nice culture everyone's super respectful how long were you guys there for we were there for 10 days and then we went to singapore for five days so that was our honeymoon oh you went to singapore yeah, too yeah because oh. it was just on the way so we were like well first we were thinking like okay where are we gonna go on our honeymoon we were talking about europe we were talking about mexico but we're like okay we're young we might as well go somewhere where we can't go when we're older. Mm -hmm. And we'd heard a lot about Bali. See, um, they agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's another thing, too, is, like, so much nature in terms of, like, animals and birds and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Monkeys. Like, I'm afraid of monkeys. But I, I am, I, too. I, yeah, I'm I, scared I, of yeah, them. I'm very, like... Yeah. When, once you give an animal opposable thumbs, I'm afraid. First of all, they tell you don't look at the monkey's eyes because they yeah. take that as aggression and they'll attack you. Okay. Um, and then we saw monkeys eating like all kinds of stuff left over. Like I saw a monkey eating a cigarette. Like Ew. raw, just like breaks it open. The fuck? Yeah, because <laughs> they're, they're basically just like stray animals there and in certain areas. And there's a place in like this region called Ubud where they have like a monkey forest sanctuary, mm -hmm. which is really nice. But you walk through and the monkeys are just like, it's their home, you know, like they're there's no one controlling it's them. their village yeah it's their village and you're just a guest <laughs> uh which was it was really cool and again highly highly recommend it because it's like unaware any like it's uh, unlike anything i've ever experienced before but mm -hmm. yeah i think we had a great time you sure. think you had a great time no i think <laughs> we had a really great time <laughs> Audin, if you're listening he had a great time I he had a great <laughs> time it's not he thinks uh -huh. he knows i know <laughs> he I knows know. he had a great yeah. time so that's like a handmade incense holder. This is handmade. Yeah. Some villager yeah. made this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's 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 light let's this light spliff. This sucker. Hold on. I'm gonna do a little Wayne real quick. <laughs> Young Weezy F baby. Doesn't it smell good? It smells really good. Yeah. It smells like like beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> you got into the film industry at when were you attracted to it? At what age? I mean, I think since I was a kid. Um, I can't think of another thing that I was interested in. I mean, like I told myself when I was a kid, I wanted to be a magician and that's really? when I was like, yeah, that's when I gravitated towards like entertainment, I guess yeah. it was like ma magic or acting or whatever. Cause like I, I was literally addicted to the television, like as a child. So, cause my parents were like, they had their own business, they had a deli. So 
they would go and they would work all day and they would leave me and my brother at home either with a babysitter or by ourselves right or with my grandma and my grandma didn't speak english so i would sit with her and i would translate tv shows to her like i love lucy mm-hmm. so that's kind of where the first inklings of it started was just watching tv and just being attracted to the tv okay i mean i'm a 90s kid so like tv was everything for me yeah same here and yeah i mean when i was getting older and like i was like a junior in high school I s- people started going like, oh, I want to be a doctor. I want to be this. I want to be that. So like for me, it was like, oh, I really like film. And like I had made uh, some films with friends at home and stuff like that, just like messing around. And uh, I uh, got a blow on that. Oh, you do? There you go. Now nah, it's going to work. Go. Uh-huh. When I was in a senior in high school, I was like looking for any opportunity to like dive into filmmaking. Um, and my dad actually got me a job with like some guys in Pasadena doing like, like videos for court cases where they would like, it was the wow. most niche <laughs> documentary <laughs> field that they still do it. I think um, these two brothers, Bacha and Bahe, and they would, l- they ba- sound like a law firm. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're like these yeah twin brothers. Um, and so like, I went to work for them. I learned like how to use a Mac I learned Final Cut Pro, which was the okay. big editing program at the time. Yeah. <coughs> but at the same time, I was also shooting. So, like, I had my own, like, little video camera. So, I made, like, our senior video for Pilibos, like, in 07. Okay. Shout out, class of 07. Shout out, class of 07. Um, so, that was my first experiences, like, making films. And then I did this uh, program at Art Center in Pastina. Um, it was called Saturday High, where you, like, go and take a film class or uh, any art class. And I made, like, little short films with friends. Um, mm. My friend Emin Basavand, shout out to Emin, like, one of my first early collaborators. We got to make, a, like, a bunch of little short films together. Okay. And, yeah, it was really, I mean, I just gravitated towards, like, the storytelling aspect of it and just um, the holistic aspect of it. Like, you know, making a film is, you know, writing it, shooting it, editing it, all that stuff. We did, like, a 24-hour or 48-hour film festival together, too. So those were like the early experiences. And then when I went to college, I went to UC San Diego and over there, there was like Triton Television, which was like a TV channel for the for the school, Okay. which we gravitated towards like YouTube. That was when YouTube was starting out. So right. we made like little videos for YouTube, like little skits and stuff like that. Um, and then after college, I came back to LA. I was working at the Apple store at the time mm-hmm. and I was working at the Grove. I started Glendale Apple store back in like, Oh, 08 like right out of high school right but then when i came back from college i was at the grove and there was a woman that was one of my customers at the at the genius bar okay i was doing like iphone tech stuff yeah and she's like oh you know you're really good at this stuff are you like interested in like film or uh, she's like i'm an editor like uh, are you interested in post-production i'm like yeah sure she got me a job as a post pa on a disney feature oh yeah and i was like 23 at the time Oh, wow. Yeah, and I was like, holy shit, like, this is crazy. Like, I just got thrown into this world with, like, Oscar-nominated editors and, wow. film, like, crazy filmmakers and stuff. And I didn't know what I had at the time. I yeah, was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it started really early in the day, so I'd be there from, like, 7 a.m. to, like, 6, 7 p.m. Like, the hours were crazy. Jesus and Christ. And I did that for a whole year. It was cool, but I was like, okay, now I want to, like, move into, like, more editing, editing. And yeah. I, I always gravitated more towards editing. Even though I did a lot of other stuff. But I think, like, for me, I always just did everything. Like, I think, like I was saying before, like, I came from that school of, like, pick up a camera, shoot it, edit it, whatever, direct it. So 
I was always shooting music photography and I did that in college as well. Like I interviewed like rap groups that would come to you at UC San Diego and all this stuff. Interesting. I met like Macklemore and all these people. Like I just Oh, you it. met them? Yeah. Like oh, met wow. them, shot, like they had shows at the pub, like that was right by our office that we had for oh, Triton wow. Television. So like we did little interviews and stuff. So after, um, after the Disney job ended, I went into like editing stuff and trying to make my own little documentaries again. I made like a documentary about Armenian artists called Echoes of Survival. It's mm-hmm. on YouTube and it's like a five part series on different artists because I felt like being a PA is like very eye opening, but it's not a creative job at all. Right. So I felt like, you know, I needed to um, I needed to do something creative when I decided to go back into editing. A friend of mine got me a job working on like a Hulu show as like an assistant editor. Oh, wow. And so that was really fun. But it was like another small production company mm-hmm. and it was called Rocket Jump. It was like a weird show of these YouTubers. <laughs> that it was like YouTubers that were getting into Hulu, like this oh. guy named Freddie Wong and all these people. Oh, so Freddie Wong? Yeah, you work with him? Yeah, I worked That's with him. That's insane. I had no idea who he was. I was just like, who is this? Like, it was like this weird group of like interesting people mm-hmm. um so I got <laughs> what a sentence I know. <laughs> this weird uh, group of interesting people yeah it was it was nuts but that was a very eye-opening experience and then i went to work for vice for like a whole year and a half i finished vice i finished all these things i worked on a feature film as an assistant editor a feature documentary uh about joan jett who's a famous rock performer yeah, yeah she yeah, did yeah. i love rock and roll and yeah. all those movies um shows um songs <laughs> no you're um, good you're good they're throwing you up yeah. hey you're bitch ass uh paco paco i'll turn you to a fucking chicken nugget right now if you don't shut your ass up <laughs> <laughs> and again and again like by the way i want to say like i was a complete like had imposter syndrome this whole time like I'm, right. I'm working on all these things and i'm like oh i'm not an editor i'm not like i'm not a filmmaker or whatever like you know i'm i'm not as good as these guys but then when i worked on this film i saw like the director's they were really good, but, like, they were doing some things that I would find questionable quality-wise, like, <coughs> using the wrong cameras and all that stuff. So I was just like, you know, I could do this. And we got into Sundance with that film. So I went oh, to wow. S- yeah, I went to Sundance. And when I got to Sundance, and, like, I was just hanging out with all these interesting, weird people. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I can do Eccentric this. Eccentric people, Eccentric people. Yes. Like, I met Taika Waititi outside of, like, like a house party. You know, What the we're fuck? Talking, yeah, we're <laughs> talking random. About, I know, like, <laughs> that's Sundance, though, like. I feel like the weird thing about Sundance is like all these LA people, you know how they're usually so cold? Yes. They go to this cold place and they interact in these warm environments and the warmness comes out like, oh, what do you do? What do you do? This like, it's not about like how you can benefit me. It's like, yeah, like let's get to like know each other because everyone thinks like you're, you're somebody. If you're at Sundance, you're somebody. Yeah. So I was just, before you said yeah. it, I was like, I think that they see everybody as like an equal contemporary when mm-hmm. at Sundance because yeah. that's like, the uh, tip of the iceberg and then you got all these yeah. giants there yeah it's based it's not like oh someone's there to take advantage of me or take advantage of my brand or some shit which is kind of like shallow as fuck yeah. because if you and if like i went to sundance no one's talking to me at sundance <laughs> like can you imagine just taika Waki- Wa- what's his name watiti i was gonna say wakiki that's fucking <laughs> racist <laughs> shit but let's say taika yeah. watiti TT? Yeah. Okay. What? What? <laughs> God damn it, dude! Nice. I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend your ancestral heritage. I mean it's a Polynesian name. So it is a Polynesian yeah. name. Yes. That Taika is there. Yeah. I was just gonna say Taiga, yeah. and like Taiga's across from Sundance. Yeah. 
you imagine me just saying like Armenian words across the bar. They throw me out. <laughs> they immediately throw me out. Well, Alright, we need to escort yeah. you out, sir. We need to get you out. Woo! <laughs> who's this who's this foreigner? Who's no, this but that's, foreign Im- <laughs> that's the that's the weird thing about it though. Like I feel like being Armenian in the film industry, like now it's like it's different because there's more of us, you know, there's the Sabohanians and everybody. Yes. Like I feel like now it's becoming like this insular club of like, oh, we all know what it means to be Armenian and we all know what it means to be in the industry. Yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like the era that I grew up in, <laughs> it was a lot of like, people are like, oh, we're going to make like the next like 40 days of Musada, like the yeah. Armenian genocide film. It's like, we're kind of past that. Like, we have to be able to tell other stories besides genocide. We can't yeah. let like that define us. And I think like that's the thing I learned about make when I made all these like films about artists. Like I, d- I don't know why I just love making films about artists. And like I, you know when I was like 19 I wrote for the Armenian Reporter mm-hmm. like writing for the cultural section because I just love talking to artists, right. you know, and I love hearing their perspective on things. And as um, you should. Yeah, and it, it it's always been interesting and like but one thing that kind of changed my whole life was like going to USC, which I just graduated from. Congratulations. Thank you. And like I did that during COVID and I was like, oh, I'm like 30. I'm about to be 30. Like, why am I going to go back to school? Yeah. It was kind of like, and also Seb was very encouraging about it. Um, I ran into him like right before the pandemic and he's like, if you get in, go. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Did he end up teaching you too? No, he wasn't teaching there at the time. Oh, okay, okay. But I took the classes that he taught and I've also I got a lot of good advice from him which was m- mostly just step outside of your comfort zone comfort zone but also your cohort like oh okay you come in with a cohort okay to your grad program and it was tough at first and I ended up like networking so much with other cohorts like mm-hmm. on zoom mm-hmm. that when I met people in person it was like oh how do you know that person or that person that just graduated it's like well we put together like networking stuff on Zoom because, like, there was nothing else going on. Right. So our her whole first year was on Zoom. Wow. Um, it was very interesting, but at the same time, like, kind of frustrating because, like, the school put a lot of limitations on us mm-hmm. in terms of what we could do, who we could make films with and stuff like that. But I think the right people, like, persevered by, like, just either not giving a fuck or just, like, trying to step out of their comfort zone or, right. like, not, you know, finding creative ways to play with the rules. You yeah. Know? And I think that's like the biggest thing I walked away from the school with was like how to play within a system, how to make the most out of a system, but also like how to like make friends in the industry. And then like obviously their connections are crazy, like in terms of like who they've linked me up with to be my mentor and things like that, like all those connections that I'm. But I had to seek those experiences out. I had to seek those people out. Well, yeah, it wasn't like the school's like, here's a list of all the people that you should network with. No, they didn't give you like a menu to choose from. No, you had to. initiate it first and then like it's not per it's not the same experience for everybody right. like everybody you know this because you're going through school too like yeah it's like people come in with a certain set of expectations like i definitely have the expectation of like oh i'm gonna go to the school and i'm gonna figure out what the industry is all about and yes. i think i came away with that but some people come in and they're like i'm gonna be the next lucas or spielberg or ryan coogler or whoever mm-hmm. and that's not just that's not what it is yeah like you if you're one of those people then you already are gifted and you're already making stuff you don't need the school to like make you a Tarantino because right. Tarantino didn't go to school. Right. And that's one of my biggest idols is like Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez, all these people that like made films like super cheap and like learned from making a film, which is the best way to learn because mm-hmm. the school's not going to teach you how to make a film. The school's going to teach you how to like work together. School's going to teach you how to like, you know, 
deal with the politics of making a film, but like to make the film itself, you're left on your own. Right. So it's, and what I love about USC and, and like, it really showed me that I want to be an editor. Okay. Like I realized that my second year, it's a three year program. My second year, I got to direct a documentary, which I loved. I loved the experience of making a documentary. It's called Echoes of Kef Time. Mm-hmm. We just showed it at Armenian Film Festival. Yes. Shout out Armenian Film Festival. Shout out AFS. AFS. All the events were really, really great. It was like super inspiring, right? Yeah. To be at definitely, that. definitely. So good. How um, did you feel knowing that your film was up there? I mean, I felt like it was, it was like a homecoming, you know? Like showing right. your film to your community is always a great experience, especially a film about the Armenian community. Mm-hmm. Um, we're hopefully going to show the film in Fresno next month, and I'm really excited about that because people, I know people are going to like gasp or cheer, you know, at random moments. And I always love those sort of experiences. I almost like, I almost love making films for my community, about my community, for my community, right. if that makes sense. And no, that's why, that's why I don't want to continue directing yeah. because I'm not going to make a living doing it. Um, I, I'll continue directing on my own time. Yeah. Like, so I always told my professors at in the beginning it was kind of a lie, but then <laughs> it became <Yeah>. fact <laughs> of like, I want to edit for a living, take that money and make my Armenian films. Yeah. And then it became the truth. Like now I'm just like editing, you know, I'm, I just edited a film about an Indian family, a sitcom. You right. Know? Um, I'm editing a film right now about the Manchurian plague of 1910. You Jesus know? Christ. So what are, talk uh, about range. I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to like broaden my horizons, like step out of my comfort zone and figure out what I want to like, what type of stories I want to tell. Because I know once I get a, job after the strike ends like i'll be assistant editing and that's again another not so creative job i mean it could be depending yeah. on who you work with but for the most part it's technical work you know yeah. which i like you yeah. know i always that's the thing i love about editing is like it's a marriage of like creative side of your brain and the technical side of your brain together do you also think that that comes from like it that technical side of the industry is more stable as opposed to the creative side, because creativity, you have to put way more effort into making a project happen. Whereas the technical side, it's like, oh, okay, there's a structure that's already been placed. I just need to follow these guidelines or like make it more creative that way. Do you agree with that sentiment? Well, that technical stuff is more reliable in terms yes. of like consistent work. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Like right now, writers are not working. Directors aren't working. You know, all the creative people are out of work. Actors, especially. Yeah. Um, but who's working the people that are like designing stuff or like, you know, I'm sure the people that are like doing the technical side of things, they'll always be working. But I, what I like about it is like, they'll always find the job for sure. Yeah. And, and, and with AI and all that stuff popping up, it's like, you gotta just, you gotta just be the person that knows that stuff. Yeah. You can't just be like, Oh, it's going to take my job. It's like, no, you still need somebody to prompt an AI. It's not going to be doing the work. Like, yeah, you need someone to oversee it, you know? Yeah. And it's the same thing that happened whenever, like, computers, like, people started editing on computers, like, 30, 40 years ago. And everyone was like, this is a travesty. Like, how can you do that? But then that's an interesting point. That's a very interesting point, because you still need someone to set the parameters of what, like, that AI is going to be able to do. Same thing with, like, a computer program. Like, just because you're you're taking that and putting it in a, a, a a home computer doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be able to steal your job just because they can edit like basic videos. But that's an interesting, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Right now you have all these like technologies coming out about like motion capture and, and, yeah. and animation where they're like taking an iPhone video and like converting it into a Pixar movie or like, that's wild. It's nuts. It's nuts. Like all this. Yeah. I mean, 
It's going to change animation for sure. I mean, like everything changes animation. I mean, I'm sure you've seen like the new Spider-Man, yeah. all that stuff. Like that that's a very interesting art style. But yeah. like how can we do that faster, you know? Because yeah. like that's the other thing that's going to benefit the studios is like how can we do this faster and cheaper? Mm-hmm. But with that comes like people compromising their jobs because like yeah. then you have all these roto artists that are going to be out of work. Yeah, you because know, all the people that would do it manually can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. But then they have to pivot. Like I think at the end of the day, it's all about like pivoting into something new. Mm-hmm. You know, finding some new path to be able to make yourself like worth hiring or worth working with. Yeah, you know, like does I mean again not to be a Tarantino stand, but like <laughs> is Reservoir Dogs the same as Hateful Eight? I mean, I essentially there's like things that are common in both of them, but like. You have to evolve as an artist. You have to evolve as like a storyteller or whatever. Yeah. Um. You can't just keep telling the same stories, and you can't keep making things the same way. You have to innovate. What's your What do you think is the most overrated Tarantino movie? Most overrated Tarantino movie. Yeah. Oh, it's tricky. I mean, I don't know. I. I'm gonna I pull up the list as yeah, you're talking. It sort of is Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna agree with you on that. You know, because I feel like I watched it again recently and. I'm like rewatching things with Audien, you know, like just to get her up to speed on right. my favorite <laughs> movies. And she's like, I don't get this movie. Or like, I don't like, she's like, I like parts of it. I'm like, you know what sucks about this movie? The fucking Bruce Willis parts when Kill Bill came out, they're like, oh, it's not Pulp Fiction, but it's like Kill Bill to me is a masterpiece. Like together, really? those two movies together is like his, mm. his like greatest achievement. Um, you don't think about Django Unchained? Django is amazing, but I feel like. I love Django. That's I probably love it my too. favorite one. I love it too. Um, I heard that there's a long, a four hour version. I'm not, better. I'm not in. No, no, thanks. <laughs> I'm not going to have to pause the movie to take a shit oh, no. and be like, oh, okay. Cause then I lose uh, yeah. no four hours, bro. Yeah. The Zack Snyder cut of justice league was like four hours. I couldn't, but why? I couldn't. Did you hear about killers of the flower moon? The new no. t- Scorsese It's three and a half hours. New Scorsese movies, three and a half hours. Yeah. What was Irishman? Like almost two and, two it and a half? It was three hours. I w- it took me two days to watch that movie. It took you two. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Irishman. Though. It was good, but like. Would you say it's overrated? It's overrated. No. no. I'll watch no. it again. I'll watch it again I at some point. But That uh, whole movie is perfect, in my opinion. But I'll never rewatch it. Interesting. See? I won't rewatch See, it. See, like for me, a perfect movie can be rewatched multiple times. Like If you have Godfather on, I'll watch it. I, I can't. You can't. I can't wow. rewatch Godfather, bro. Wow. I'm sorry. Take it to the wedding. I can't do it, bro. Like enough. <laughs> we get it. Even part two. Part two. No, better. I'm good. Wow. I'm good, bro. Godfather. One time you watch it to be a historical fan, and yeah. then halas. That's it. No more. Wow. No more. Same wow. with Revenant. Even though they're not oh, in the same I mean, yeah, category. Uh, like, that's a masochistic movie right there. Like yeah. You got to be in a specific mood to watch that one. I can't. Like, there's certain movies I can't rewatch, <laughs> bro. Like, enough is enough. Like, Avatar 2. Yeah. S- please tell me, did you like Avatar? Or the did first one or the second one? Both. Um, The first one was okay. The yeah, first s- one the was okay. One, again, okay. Like, they're mediocre to me. The second one was way better, in, the, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, it was ba- way, way better. better. Yeah, because that's what, t- that's what um, I was going to say Tarantino, Cameron does. Yeah. Cameron takes his movies, like the first ones, and he makes it better. Terminator 2 is one of the best movies of all time. Best sequels of all time. All time. All time. But he just basically remade the first one, but better. Yes. And same thing he did with Avatar 2. Now, mind you, I think what's interesting about Avatar is the technology. Yes. But that was the... People argue that's the selling point of the movie. It is. Yeah. It is. Because, like, there's no other reason to rewatch that movie. 
Because you're right. <laughs> that movie could have been an hour less. Yeah, know? it could have been. Um, but the world building was the, oh, the second one's world yeah. building. I was just like this. Yeah. Just watching blue. Yeah. All I saw was blue yeah. in the whole movie. It was crazy. We went to the studio where they made that. Yeah. With my class at USC. Um, it was just n- nuts. Like, is it the water tank that they made? No, they didn't, that's probably down in New Zealand or someplace. Oh, okay. But like, this was just like an empty warehouse with like, you know, little like objects that they used to to be objects in the movie. Yeah. It's like it's a, it's a, it's like it's like a warehouse. Yeah. Like and um and then you look on the TV and it's it's like Avatar. Yeah. Like they have like the rendering is live and stuff like that. They can see, um, but the technology that they made like they made water in that movie. Yeah, like they made digital water. That's fine, so and it was so realistic. It was so realistic. It yeah. was insane how yeah. well they made that movie. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy, and they what is it? The, there was a leak that there's three more coming out. It's not leaked. It's known. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah it's so a known thing. Th- um, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited too. It was crazy. I went. Funny story. Funny Glendale story. I went to the theater to watch the whale, which I still haven't seen. Okay. I went to watch the whale by myself because I w- just moved to Glendale and I was like, I'll, I'll go watch this movie. I love Brandon Fraser or whatever. Yeah. And I ran into my cousin and his kid. Okay. And I'm like, oh, what are you guys doing here? They're like, we're going to go see Avatar. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go see Avatar with you guys. Yeah. So like I pivoted to that and I was so glad I did it. Like, And I'm so glad I saw it with a kid because he was just like, you know, we saw it with the 3D glasses and he's like grabbing the jellyfish like oh. in the sky, you know? So it was like, I got to experience it like as a kid would, you know, with the kid. So like that's I think cute. like that's the cool thing uh, I think about that movie is like few and far between nowadays we don't have movies that are like yeah. So I agree. like people call them four quadrant movies like young, old, men, women, where like everybody can gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. So that's one of those rare instances where like everything converges. When I was watching Avatar 2, mm-hmm. I was completely in my seat, but I had to pee. Oh. So sure. I just, I was like sweating. <laughs> so it, it, the pee was like evaporating oh from no. my pores. And I was oh just looking. Boy. I was like, no, the, it, it's too uh, blue. I got to stay. Yeah. It's too blue. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love when they incorporate it. It sucks that it's water too and you have to pee. And you're yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> so it kept teasing me. Oh no. I was like, please no. get to it. Please. Oh the s- Avatar 2 was, yeah. was great. It's like going to a different world, bro. It's like going on a ride. Yes. You know? That's what, that's what I can compare it to. Yes. Oppenheimer blew me away. Thank God you brought it up because I was just going to oh. bring it up. I was just going to bring it up. Of course. What is your favorite, favorite movie of this year? Probably Oppenheimer. I'm going to say Oppenheimer yeah, yeah, too. It's such a good movie. Oppenheimer was... When you start to realize that we're living in it, Yeah. I was like... Oh, yeah. In, the, in my seat, I was just like this. Let me tell you what happened. Mm. So my Oppenheimer... Uh, movie experience was ruined. Oh, I'll tell you why. And I from the theater. From the theater. Oh, I'll tell you why. One of those, yeah. So I hate when this happens, but I also feel for it because I do it. Okay, yeah. let me explain. So when you go to a movie theater, you know how there's people out there who talk and who are like react yeah. as if they're at home. Yeah. So I do that. Okay. But not in the sense I do it at horror movies. Yeah. Horror movies, I do it all the time. So. This is Oppenheimer, a serious movie. I have been waiting for like months to see this. So I'm in my seat. It's me and my three homies. It's me sitting down here. It's my buddy Andre and Dov on the right side. There's an old man sitting on my left-hand side. And when I say old, he's like late 40s, early 50s. Okay. Big dude. His wife. Uh-huh. This guy in the middle of the conversation, just th- like middle of the movie, yeah. just goes like, sees Robert Downey Jr. on screen and goes, hey, you know who that is? I'm like, 
is he gonna say his relative? What the fuck is he? I'm like, yeah. He's like, that's that's Robert Downey. I'm like, no fucking shit is yeah. Robert Downey, bro. So he's just like, I didn't know that they did such a good job because you know how he was bald in the movie. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like. Okay, he literally played blackface. That didn't fucking impress you. <laughs> <laughs> like you're talking about, oh, oh he's bald. Yeah. Wow. So we're sitting there, and then there were three kids yeah. on the other side. And they're like TikTok generation kids. Like quinoa hair. Quinoa hair. Like curly blonde okay. hair. I never heard that expression. I, I, every time I see them, I think of quinoa. <laughs> and then there's a kid in front, and this other fucking douchebag with him. They're throwing popcorn at the kid in front oh. of the row. So this guy's just fuming because he's staring at yeah. them. And it's the, like, a spoiler alert, it's the part where uh, he's learning, like, he's building the bomb. Yeah. Like, he's building the bomb with the team. And now I'm, like, trying to figure out, like, I'm, like, into this movie. Yeah, it's a really good part. This motherfucker is fuming on my left-hand side, and this kid is just throwing shit at him. What theater him. is this? This is the one in... Uh, Woodland Hills. Well, this one, AMC. right here, in yeah. the AMC. So they're throwing shit at him. And I guess the kid in front isn't, like, saying anything. Right. But he keeps looking back. Oh. And these guys are just giggling and, like, laughing and shit. I wanted to, because if yeah. I stayed, I would have probably smacked one of them. So yeah. I went to the bathroom. Oh, wow. Wow. And I went to the bathroom. Wait, but this is, like, in a crucial moment. In a crucial Ooh. moment. It slowed down. <gasps> oh it slowed no. down for me. But then I was like, my, my, I looked at my friend. I'm like, can I please go to the bathroom? Because he had seen it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he goes, yeah. Now's the time. I'm like, okay. I get up. I go. Security pulls up. <gasps> To the to the okay. theater, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I took a shit, came back. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I come back. You dropped your own bomb. The, yeah, I dropped my own <laughs> Oppenheimer bomb. So the fucking, uh, I come back. The dude's gone. Yeah, kids the, the are gone. Dude. Yeah, the oh, old wow. dude's oh, gone. So all the kids are gone. Out. Apparently, huh. old dude got up, grabbed the kid. Oh shit! And cussed his ass out, oh, screaming wow. in the middle of the yeah. fucking theater. That's millennial versus Gen Z, right? Yeah, now. and the kid <laughs> fucking went, yeah. called security. Wow. Security came through the kids out and got the guy out, and I don't wow. know if he got arrested or not. Wow. But my entire movie experience was fucking ruined because Popcorn Man was throwing fucking shit at the kid. Did you miss the explosion? No, I was okay, there for the explosion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guys left. They yeah. got arrested and they yeah. took off. But the explosion, bro, I was like this. Once the sound turned off, I'm like. Spoiler. Yeah, yeah, spoiler. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm looking at my. Yeah. What the fuck? Nothing. And <laughs> then <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was crazy. so genius. Yeah, I mean, I watched it twice. The first time was Burbank, and I saw both times on film. What's up, birds? I'm gonna fucking throw an H bomb on both yeah. of you. So the first time was AMC uh, 16 in Burbank, 70 millimeter. I hate was that. I hate that so much. What? I hate that fucking building. You hate that bird? Why? That tell your story, and I'll tell well, you. Well, no, I, I mean, I, it is kind of secretly a shitty theater. Shitty? Yeah. Th that's hilarious that you said shitty. Why? Because you know the parking structure across yeah. from it. Uh -huh. Yeah, the pipes burst. <gasps> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I drove my car underneath it, oh, no. not knowing it's shit. And it's shit on your car? Shit on my car. Oh, my God. My friends were like, what's that smell? <laughs> I'm saying, what's that smell? It's an apartment oh, complex, no. and everyone's like, piss, shit, like everything. And I had the alpha at that time. Yeah. So my alpha literally <gasps> smelled like dog shit. Like, Did you get like compensation for it or anything? No, I went straight to the car wash three times. Oh, my God. Three, Three times. times. Like I nurse, nurse, nurse. Wow. It was bad. Wow. It was wow. I was wow. so pissed. Wow. I was so pissed. So did that happen in the parking lot? So in the, the parking par lot was because like it was leaking. Crap? It was oh. like a waterfall. It wasn't oh. just like one drop. It was 
Shh. I thought it was like fire extinguisher water, but I'm like, why would it be Damn. on the roof? Like, it doesn't make sense. Well, I will say this about Burbank. What I respect about them is that they still have free parking. <laughs> oh, know? they better have free you know? parking yeah. after the bullshit I yeah. had to go through. Literally. Um, but yeah, go ahead. You no, I saw it there time? with my homie Hagop. Shout out Hagop Kurunyan. Uh, Director Fitz on Instagram. Um, <laughs> shout out, shout, shout out. Shout out, shout out. He's the homie. Um, and so we saw it there, and Audin was with us too. And dude, Audin loves Matt Damon. Really? Loves. I can't stand him. I, I mean, yeah. He looks I like he's holding in his <laughs> fart in his face. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> like <he> just <laughs> so we're watching the movie, and it's like an hour and 20 minutes in, and like Matt Damon shows up, and Audin just goes, <gasps> and I'm like, <sighs> he's such a dick in that movie, too. He kind of is. Like, he's yeah. an absolute but he's asshole. Good. He's, he's good. really good he's in good. that movie. They're all good. They're all, all, of good. Them. all of them. All of them. It. The second time was IMAX and Universal, mm -hmm. which is the way to see it, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Um, it's IMAX 70 millimeter film. The one problem with that, and I'm still paying for the consequences because my neck still hurts. Oh shit! It's like we were in the fourth row, <laughs> oh. so we're just like so you saw yeah, uh, and I was with Florence four. Pugh's like ass <laughs> flipping <laughs> out this. <laughs> it was just I saw every pore on Killian Murphy's face. Oh my god! Yeah, so the first thing pops up, the first like image pops up, and it's like a shot of him at that lake with Einstein. Yes, and it's like. <laughs> you're just looking up at. You the just see his nose. It's <laughs> like being in front of a four-story building. Oh and my that's God. the image, you know? That, yeah. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> this was great, but now I, I almost feel like I have to see it a third time and sit more back, back. but I don't know if I'm going to do it, but God damn, the second time was even better because yeah. now you like have all that stuff, like, you know, you're not shocked by anything. Yeah. You're kind of just like able to think about why it's such a good movie because like I think what I admire about it so much is that it seems like it was figured out like way ahead of time like I agree. all the writing all that they stuff they planned is so it good. so yeah. well and they the casting was done so well yeah. unfortunately they won't get an oscar because they've been blacklisted i guess i'm Why? hearing because no. it really? was during the, it, they released it during the strike so i thought they would be blacklisted because i don't think of that. so no they walked out of their premiere okay. the, the strike the sag strike started right during their premiere in london and okay. all the actors walked out of the theater Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then probably. So I think they'll be fine. Um, I don't know. Killian Murphy might win, but I, I think he will. If it does happen, Killian Murphy's definitely. What about Barbie? Okay, Barbie was good. Yeah, I liked it. Mm -hmm. I loved the way they made it. <coughs> I loved the like. It was funny too. Yeah. I'll beat you off. That was fucking hilarious. That was so good. But if you walked away from the movie on Barbie's side, I'm yeah. gonna have to like put you in check because like <laughs> ken was literally just fighting to be a man and he was just this acce yeah. accessory to barbie yeah i get that i get that i don't think i don't think i walked away on either side i was just like, I, yeah i was just like wow like i was like that that happened you know like for me the biggest problem of the movie was how it wrapped up yes it was like this is so like they cut some sh shit out for sure you know really? like some shit that didn't work um, but like it, it was, it was almost like too convenient, like yeah. it wrapped up that way. But I will say like, again, world and like production design, all that stuff, like beautiful, beautiful. I loved it. Yeah. It just like, when I look at the plot, yeah, it made no sense. No, it doesn't. It just, I'm like, okay, so where was the conflict? Yeah, there was no conflict. There was no conflict. No. It was just a bunch of people. It was like a big YouTube movie for like Basically, two hours. Basically, yeah. It but felt like that. But it kind of like met my expectations. Really? Like it wasn't better. It wasn't worse. It was like, okay. This I is think good. it was better for my yeah. expectations. Because I thought it would tank. I'm like, uh, oh, shit. This is 
What's your oh? Yeah. Um, what's a movie that you were very disappointed with that was over hyped this year? I over want right off the top of my head this year. Um, you want to go first? Mario. Really, I liked Mario. I hated Mario. My brother said the same thing, and it kind of broke my heart. I hated it. It was like, I don't know. I feel like there's only so much that you can do with a franchise like that. Yes. And I feel like as long as it's not the '90s crappy yeah. Mario. Okay, I'll give him. That. I was like happy, but yeah. Will I watch it again? I'm not like itching to watch it but again. Every time I hear Jack Black sing a P I just want to fucking yeah. just put me in a sleeping bag it's and throw me into the ocean. It's very like lowbrow. Yes. You know, and yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like there's potential in that franchise now. There's going to be a second one? For sure. Um, I'm not. Uh, yeah. Please. I Did don't you know. stay for the post credits? I did stay for yeah. the post credits. Yes. Yeah. I, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like it was a perfect movie for like kids. M- kids. Yeah, it goes it back was to great. what I was saying. Like, if you watch it with kids and stuff, like, I would definitely show that movie to my kids. And like, what what I'm talking about, like, what I liked about it was that there were jokes in there for the adults, and there were jokes in there for the kids. Yes, it's like almost like one of those '90s movies. Yeah, for me. Yeah, kind of was a ba- yeah. But then again, I'm not a big fan of like. Despicable Me, all that stuff. Like yeah. the first one's good, but like yeah, after the f- <sighs> after the first one, I didn't watch it anymore. Get on my nerves, <laughs> you know. Like I love the minions. They're cute, but like they're they fucking hilarious. Yeah. They're cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you come up with a movie that you didn't like this year? <laughs> From this year, it's very. What did I fucking see this year? I can't even think of it. Okay, I think I found my movie. Okay, I think it's uh. Well, if this counts for 2023, I don't know Babylon. I didn't see it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we've been watching a lot of shows. We watch where w- what we do in the shadows. That show's great. Yeah. And, um, I'm watching Friends for the first time. Actually? What do you think? Really good. Really? Really good. Yeah. I think it, it's one of those things when you watch it the first time, it's pretty funny. Yeah. But then once you've seen it so many mm-hmm. times, it just... You're it's like Audience's fourth time watching it, it, bro. Yeah. I'm like, how... Like, if I was... Like, she likes watching it with me because she gets to experience it, like, for the first yeah. time again. Oh yeah, okay. She okay, wouldn't okay. be watching it if she wasn't watching it with me. But favorite I'm character, like, probably, probably Joey. Really? Yeah. I'm a Chandler guy because I am Chandler. I feel like I am Chandler, like in and out. Yeah. Except without the drug problems, but like. <laughs> I'm oh sorry, boy. that's a low blow. I'm sorry. Sorry, the camera died, <laughs> but <laughs> we're gonna have to sign off real quick. Um, Abu John, where could they find you? So I'm on Instagram, okay, uh, Facebook, all that stuff. Abu John, Abu J O H N. I always have to say with our names, J O H N. Yeah. So come and see our film. We're screening Echoes of Kefsheim at the Highland Park uh, Film Festival on October seventh um, at the Highland Theater at twelve thirty. Okay. Um, but yeah. Okay. See you guys next time. What day? October seventh. October seventh. Yeah, okay, perfect. Yeah. I will make sure to link that in. Thank you so much, Alvo John. I appreciate it. This we'll have another one. I promise. <laughs> better cameras. <laughs> uh, a better pizza. <laughs>